0: You're listening to Nature Walks and Bible Talks with Paula Vogler, a daily devotional for finding encouragement from God's Word and His creation. Something I would really like to see during my lifetime is the Great Migration, when millions of animals make the trek from Tanzania and across the Serengeti into Masai Mara in Kenya. Made up of mostly zebras and wildebeests, these animals travel an 1,800-mile dangerous circuit as they follow the rains that bring growth to the grasses they eat. We'll talk a bit more about them after today's verse found in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. It says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Chances are, if you see wildebeests, you will also see zebras close by. Why is that? They have an interesting alliance of friendship, as it were. It's true that there is safety in numbers, and when it comes to danger, the zebras can take advantage of the wildebeest's hearing, while wildebeest can rely on the zebra's keen eyesight. One of the most dangerous parts of the trek is through the crocodile-filled Mara River. The wildebeest know it, and so do the zebras. Many days, they gather at the edge of the river, trying to determine if it's safe to cross. If the fast-moving river doesn't sweep an animal off its feet, the silent crocodiles are just waiting to grab a meal. What I found most interesting about the Wildebeest-Zebra Alliance, though, is their feeding habits. You would think, with all those animals, millions and millions of animals, Food would become scarce as both graze their way during the trek in search of ever more grass to eat. But while zebras love to graze on the taller grass, wildebeests prefer the shorter grass zebras leave behind after they eat, so there's food for everyone. While what the wildebeests and zebras have may not be exactly what we would call a friendship, God has given us many examples of friendship in the Bible. The one most people talk about is that between Jonathan, King Saul's son, and David, the king anointed to replace Saul. They worked together, helped each other, and loved each other, even though Jonathan knew David was chosen to take his father's place. We're blessed when we have friendships like that. I'm not talking about the friends in cyberspace and the many acquaintances we might have. I'm talking about that friend or two that Even if you haven't seen them in months or years, your conversation picks right up where you left off, like it's only been days since you've last spoken. What a blessing to have a friend like that, someone you can talk to about anything. As Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 and 10, two are better than one. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. If you read or listen to what I just wrote and are wishing you had a friend like that, count yourself fortunate because you do have one. Jesus is just that kind of friend, one who is waiting to pick up the connection with you even if it's been a while. He doesn't care about your past beyond forgiving you when you ask. He's interested in you right now, who you are and how he can help you. He accepts you for who you are, warts and all, as they say, and is ready to stand by your side as you make the decision to move forward with him into a transformed life. His love for you knows no bounds. Friends like that may be few and far between in this world, but be thankful today that you have friends in heavenly places. What a friend we have in Jesus.